Fear is a powerful force. We are afraid of the wind and the waves in our lives that assail our fragile vessels, our lives, and the communities in which we live. We fear disapproval, rejection, illness. We fear pain. We fear failure. We feel fear change. And of course, we fear death, our own and that of those whom we love. Often, we feel very much alone with our fears, feeling no one can help or understand, or worse, no one cares. In today's gospel, we hear a very familiar story of Jesus in the boat with his disciples, and a squall kicks up on the water. The waves are crashing into the boat, and the boat's taking on water, and they're being tossed to and fro, while Jesus is asleep in the stern on a cushion. The disciples wake him up, saying, Do you not care that we are perishing? Peace, be still, says Jesus. And all becomes calm again. The wind, the seas, even the disciples who are in awe. Why are you afraid, Jesus asks. Jesus confronts their fear. Why are you afraid? This is different from saying there's nothing to fear. It's, it's different than saying there's nothing to be afraid of. Jesus knows there's much in the world that strikes fear in the heart of all of us. Isolation, pain, illness, rejection, job loss, feeling marginalized, loss of community, broken relationships, loss of life, all of these, all of these come to us at some point or another. And Jesus knows this. He's quite aware that he will experience much of what we fear in his days ahead as he continues with his ministry in Galilee and will move on to Jerusalem. Jesus does not offer protection from this. Not from not for his disciples, not for us. We will experience hardship and pain and loss. Yet he asks, why are you afraid? Have you no faith? He asks this because he is with them. Jesus is the one who calms the sea and the wind. In other words, Jesus has the same dominion over creation as God. Jesus is the one we turn to when we want to turn towards God. The same God who tells us time and time again, do not be afraid, do not fear. We hear it throughout the Bible. Exodus, do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. Deuteronomy, be strong and bold. Have no fear or dread of them because it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Isaiah, for I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. 
It is I who say to you, do not fear. I will help you. In the gospel according to Luke, we find the words, do not be afraid for you have found favor with God given by the angel Gabriel to Mary in the beginning. And in the gospel according to John, Jesus tells his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. These are just a few of the many times we hear in Scripture assurances, and we are encouraged to not be afraid. And in this very gospel, the gospel according to Mark, the Jesus narrative ends with an angel at the tomb of Jesus saying, Do not be afraid. It is, of course, in the resurrection that we are given the assurance that the forces of fear do not have the final say. God does. We are reminded of all these things by God, not because the world is without fearsome things, but because they exist in spades. But it is through Jesus that we come to know God is with us. This is why Jesus asked, why are you afraid? He is saying, I am with you. God is with you. We often hear in church that Jesus came that we might have abundant life, that we might be kept in life eternal or have everlasting life. These are characteristics of a quality of life given to us when we allow ourselves to be guided by God's love given to us in Jesus Christ, rather than operating in the fear of the things around us. We put our trust in this abundant life when we put our trust in Christ Jesus. We experience this abundance in the body of Christ, which is the community known as church, this church, and the many other churches that exist throughout the world. It is God's presence that takes what we hear about faith, courage, healing, and abundance, and changes them from mere platitudes to reality. It is in the body of Christ that we grow in faith and begin to understand ourselves as beloved, where we begin to understand love as more than mere emotion, but as a commitment to one another through thick and thin, and where we begin to understand that good living is not about what we consume and that we are actually capable of going out to the world and building God's kingdom bit by bit, and this is the way to a fulfilling life. It is in the body of Christ where we find encouragement from those around us. Prayers for when we are hurting. Support for when we're sinking. Clarity when our judgment is clouded. Guidance when we are lost. It is in the body of Christ where we are a life-giving presence for others who are in need. And we experience the joy of being that presence. We experience all these and a myriad of other affirmations of God's presence in the body of Christ, where we come to understand that through Christ, God is with us. What happens here and in the body around the world sustains us for the days ahead when our seas get rough. 
Some people have come here today wondering if they can take a certain summer vacation, or if they do, will there be enough money to pay the bills? Others have lost a job or are in fear of that possibility. Some here have broken homes or children who are in real danger of going in the wrong direction. Others have debilitating illnesses that seem interminable. Some are wondering if their life choices have amounted to anything meaningful. This is just a small sample of people that I have encountered here in the past few months. For all those who are struggling right now, and for all those who have strength to give, this is the place to be. It is in the body of Christ where we seek solace, where we pray, where we experience God in Christ, where we find love and community, and allow Christ to calm the storms around us. It is here where we discover our true worth. Open up your hearts also. Do not be afraid. You are not alone in the boat. God is with you.